Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Marianne Grace, host of High Highs and Low Lows. How are you guys doing this fine day or night or afternoon, (laughs) wherever you are? Um, I'm having quite a day today. I had literally the most busiest week, uh, I want to say weekend, um, it's Tuesday. So technically I've had like the busiest weekend of my life up until literally this point. I think this is probably one of the last big projects I have to do at the moment. I do have something I need to do for, um, like graphic design I need to get done at least by this weekend. Um, but at least I have some time in between to relax. I feel like I've just been like nonstop for the past few days. So it just feels nice to finally get a lot of the big things over with and then just smooth sailing after that. And I can just work on other things. (laughs) I am so exhausted. You guys have no idea. And when I get really, really stressed out or exhausted, I don't, I like break out in hives. I don't know if this happens to you guys at all, but if I get overworked or like I, like I'm just stressed out or like I get anxious, any type of thing that like raises my blood pressure or something, I like literally just break out in hives. Like right now I have hives like on my arm and just everywhere and I'm trying so hard not to scratch them. Um, They will eventually go away. Um, But like really, I, I really need to find ways to relax better. (laughs) I used to, um, I used to meditate uh, when I remembered to. It really, really helped. I don't know if you guys meditate or have ever tried meditating, but I highly recommend you try it. I was so stressed out, like literally so tense that like my jaw was clenching like constantly and I wouldn't even realize it in my sleep when I was at work or just driving. Anything I was doing, literally my jaw was clenching the entire time. So by the time like it would be the end of the day, I would wonder why I had like such a really like intense headache even throughout the day, even sometimes like I'll notice that, oh my God, like my head hurts so much. It's from the clenching. And that also happens to me when I'm super stressed out. And when I remembered (laughs) to meditate, it like immediately went away. So it's really nice. I, I do highly recommend you try meditating if you're trying to find ways to, um, you know, subside your stress. I know like it doesn't work for everyone, but for me at least, I gave it a try because I'm like, I don't know if this is going to help. But my sister had recommended it to me and she saw a video on YouTube and I was like, okay, I guess seems easy enough. It was like a minute or two. But like when I tell you that minute or two (laughs) really helped me, it really helped me. So I think I might do that tonight if I remember. For some reason, I always forget to meditate and that it's so readily available to me. So if I remember, I'll do that. Speaking of, speaking of um, stress, (laughs) this is probably not the best way to start the episode, but so every month at my job, they do coronavirus testing, not the actual testing, but for the antibodies. And today um, they, I had to schedule my appointment for my testing. So they basically, I'm sorry, this is a little bit of a 
trigger warning if you're sque uh, squeamish, um, they have to stick a needle and draw blood. So I have a real issue <laughs> with getting my blood drawn. It's really hard for nurses or phlebotomists or whoever to find a vein to get blood. And they usually end up like, again, trigger warning, they usually end up having to poke around a lot. So it's not a fun time. It's truly the most excruciating thing to go through. And uh, when I had surgery like a, a few months ago, I was poked so many times with a needle that I was just so numb to it. Like I was just like, whatever, <laughs> if you're just going to go poke around, whatever. But it was like in that moment, it happened so much that I like, I didn't even notice it. But now like having to go once every month to get testing and the fact that like <laughs> the person who draws my blood does it really bad <laughs> like I'm sorry to drag them to filth right now but they do a really shit job at finding a vein and it hurts every single time and today it really really hurt and I told the person too I was like hey are you sure you can't find a vein on my arm they resorted to um drawing blood from my actual hand like um like by my like it was on my right hand by my pinky. Apparently there was like a vein in that area um, on the front side of my hand. And I thought like I, I used to get uh, blood drawn on my hand and it's not a good area. It really hurts. I feel like you can feel it the most. And because they took it from that area, oh my God. And they were poking around too <laughs> inside and oh my God, the pain was so, so bad. And you would think that such a small needle wouldn't hurt. It really hurt. <laughs> like I, it was a pain that like I was not used to. And I like, I like tried so hard not to move my body because obviously there's a needle inside me, um, inside my wrist. So I was like, oh my God, I was like, oh, I really wanted to cry. And they were just standing there like, like nothing had happened. Like they didn't just poke around with a needle in, in my veins. And now I'm so mad because now that area is bruising really badly and it's like super sensitive and like it hurts. <laughs> I sound like a whiny kid, but no, it really is bad. And I hate that we have to do this every month. Um, I kind of want a new, <laughs> I kind of want a new person to draw blood. I think they were also just really rushing, which you should never do if you are drawing someone's blood. How about you don't rush because, you know, shit could hit the fan real quickly. But yeah, <sighs> so that was my day. <laughs> Other than that, um, yeah, no, it was just such a shitty time. I hate, I hated every single second of that moment. I'm going to have a sip of my new wine today. I'm trying something new today. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just like jumping around places. <laughs> my mind is like, I'm, you know, like when you reach that peak of exhaustion, when you're like so tired, you're like borderline delusional. I'm not delusional yet. I'm borderline <laughs> because once I'm really, really tired, that's it. I'm out. Like, I'm not going to make any sense. I'm going to talk complete nonsense. So 
I'm not there yet. <laughs> You'll sense it. <laughs> You'll know for sure. But anyway, I'm drinking a new wine today. Usually I have my Josh um, Sauvignon Blanc, but today I tried it some, I tried it, it. <laughs> I tried something different. I have a Pinot Grigio. And if you're one of my close friends, you know for a fact, 1000% that I do not like white wine. Um, but this, this, uh, I want to say for the past couple months, I have been obsessed with white wine and who would have thought, who would have thought I always literally drank Pinot Noir for a good chunk of my twenties, <laughs> but out of nowhere, I was just like, oh my gosh, I love white wine. And this one I'm drinking is from Da Vinci. Yeah, that's what it said on the bottle. And it was actually a really nice bottle. I think I mainly bought it because of the artwork on the bottle. I was at the liquor store getting this bottle of wine. And then, I, no, 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 it was another time. So recently, before I was going to meet my friend, I was going to get wine. So I went to the liquor store to get a bottle of wine. And they were all out of the Josh's Sauvignon Blanc. So I'm like, ugh. I don't know wine like that. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know which wine to get, but I definitely wanted it to be Sauvignon. And um, so I asked the guy who works there, I was like, um, do you know <laughs> anything that's similar to Josh's Sauvignon Blanc? And he just looked at me like I just asked him like the hardest question <laughs> in the entire world. Um, I think they just worked there and that they didn't know anything about wine or any they didn't know anything. <laughs> so they were just like, sorry, can't help you. And I'm like, great. So this man who was also there shopping for whatever he was shopping for, I think he was also shopping for a wine. So he's just like, are you looking for a Sauvignon? And mind you, he looks oddly similar to Anthony Bourdain. May he rest in peace. Um, he looked very Anthony Bourdain-ish. So I was like, I trust this man. Like he sounds and looks like he knows what he's talking about. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Like if there's anything uh, affordable in the price range, that's the same. I'm all for. And he reaches for a bottle, gives it to me. And he's like, this is so good. You're going to love it. I had it before when I was up in the Hamptons or whatever, wherever he said he was. And um, he's like, you're going to love it. It's just almost better. Like he really emphasized it was almost better than the Josh's. And I was like, oh, you sold me. So I buy it. I take it to my friend's house. We drink it. It is the most disgusting wine <laughs> I have ever drank in my entire life. And I'm not just saying that as someone who doesn't like white wine. I've had good white wine. Okay. I have a signature white wine that I love, but that that wine that he recommended was terrible, horrible. Like we were so disgusted. And like, I will say my friend took it like a champ because I wouldn't have finished it, but I forced myself because I was like, whatever. But I did not finish the bottle. I think I still have it. It's untouched. I don't think I'm ever going to finish it. I think I might just drain it because it's so, so, so bad. And I'm not going to say the name of it just because I don't want to, I don't want to bash it <laughs> like, uh, publicly, but if you DM me, I'll tell you which wine it is. 
because so bad, absolutely gross. And surprisingly, it was a little bit on the expensive side. I'm not gonna say expensive, but it was a bit pricier considering how horrible it was. And yeah, never again. As much as I wanted to believe he had the knowledge <laughs> and expertise that I had put him on, like the pedestal of, like put him on a pedestal. Um, no, he did not deliver, unfortunately, as confident as he sounded. Yeah, I'm just never going to trust any stranger <laughs> ever again for a recommendation. I would rather talk to someone who's knowledgeable. Anyway, if you have any recommendations of a good white wine, preferably Sauvignon Blanc, please let me know. I am tired of asking these random strangers and then spending money to have like the absolute worst wine. I'm just not about it. So for today's episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about something that I feel like is very necessary to talk about for a multitude of reasons. I think it applies so generally, but I will touch base on quite a few things that I feel like are really important to mention right now. <laughs> Obviously, across the board, it's a very important topic, which is saying no period. Learning to say no and honoring your feelings and honoring how you feel in that moment. Because I find that it's quite hard for me sometimes, I still notice and I'm working on it, is it's hard for me to say no to things and say no to people, especially friends or family, co-workers, bosses, XYZ, anyone you really come across. I find it's really hard to say no when you're like me, I guess, when you're like me, where you used to, at least, I, I kind of still am, I tend to people please. I'm trying really hard not to anymore. Like, I can't say I'm fully not a, a people pleaser. There are moments where I forget to honor my feelings. And it's like one of those things where you have to really learn along the way. It's not an overnight thing where things just change overnight because you said so. Um, it's one of those things that have been heavily embedded in my life that I'm really truly working on. And yes, it'll come up from time to time, but it's addressing it and actively working to make that change. That is what counts. So as I was saying, the reason I'm talking about saying no is because I find, I find a lot recently on social media um, and other people I feel like are on the same boat as me. I've seen tweets and I've seen, you know, posts on Instagram. People are being peer pressured right now to go out and it's hard to say no. And it's also hard for some people to accept a no. And I see it all the time and it's happened to me quite a few times where I'll say no. And then someone will give me like, like, like a why, like, why not? because I don't want to. And we have to, people on the receiving end as well have to accept a no. And especially during a pandemic, I feel we have to honor when someone says, no, I don't want to leave my house. No, I don't want to hang with your group of friends that I've never met before and have no idea where they've been. 
no, I don't want to have a gathering. No, I don't want to have a party. No, I don't want to attend your party. And we shouldn't feel obligated to say why. And we shouldn't feel obligated to explain ourselves when we do, especially considering how the world is right now. So people on the receiving end of that have to understand. And if they don't, that's not really your issue, right? If a person is giving you pushback for saying no to something you're trying very actively not to do and you you know you're you're basically saying like I don't want to do that their reaction to that has less to do with you and more to do with them and how they perceive and how they take a no are they used to taking a no or do they even understand that it's okay for people to say no and we have to stop shaming people for and making them feel guilty. I've I've been I can I can recall a couple moments where people have guilted me and I feel a little guilty, but I stick to my guns because at the end of the day, not only am I caring about my health and my well-being, I'm also caring about my family, my really really close friends, but especially my family that I live with. So, I'm not going to risk you shouldn't put people in a corner and make them feel bad for actually helping themselves and their families. So I that's that's all I have to say about that. I do want to say that besides with the whole saying no to friends and family right now during a pandemic, I can very vividly recall a time, and this is a very general thing because it took me quite a lot, like, took me quite a while to learn to say no and stick to it. Like, I didn't just wake up overnight one day and was like, yeah, when I say no, I truly, truly mean it and I'll always stick to it. It was like a progression. I had to work really hard to stick to that. And Before I reached this point, like, I want to say it wasn't even that long ago. I want to say like a year ago, I was not as confident in saying no to people and sticking to it. A year ago, I would truly guilt trip myself and feel really bad if I let someone down, quote unquote, let them down and said no. And the the thing that really comes to my head when I think of that is this like, I I don't want to talk about it because it's kind of embarrassing, but I think it's really important that I do talk about it. And I just very vividly recall going on a date with this guy. I think it was like last summer or something. And I had only been talking to him. Oh oh my God. No, it wasn't last summer. It was the, (laughs) it was last spring. Yeah, it was last spring. Okay, so it was right before summer. It was basically springtime this year. No, this time last year. I don't know what's wrong with me. God. Anyway, this time last year, I went on a date with this guy and I had barely talked to him. Um, But he just went out and said like, hey, let's go on a date. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'd love to. We can go to the coffee coffee shop nearby where we like where I live. Like it was like a good enough distance between us. And like I was already iffy to begin with because I wasn't sure whether or not I liked this person. If he was worth 
going out with for. Um, but I said yes anyway, because I was like, well, you know what? Maybe the vibe will be different in person. And he was nice. Like he wasn't rude or anything like that. So it really didn't give me a strong enough response to be like, no, like not interested. So when I said yes, and we met at this, um, at this coffee shop, um, I will say it was very uncomfortable. The conversation was very, I want to say, um, superficial. It was very, it wasn't deep. We talked about our jobs a lot, which was, you know, it's not really something I want to talk about at length. Like we talked about our jobs for a good two hours. Like, like, I don't need to talk about my job for two hours, but he felt compelled to. And I feel like that was like the only driving force to all of the, all of the conversations that we had, not all of the conversations, but that really long conversation. And it was really nothing much else. And I really wanted to leave. Like when I tell you as a Scorpio, (laughs) like I will bring in my horoscope into this because I think it's 100% spot on. I don't want to have like superficial conversations like that. I don't want to have like really light small talk kind of conversations. I want to like really dive in. And I think he was just one of those people who didn't do that. They were very like, it was almost like a professional um, date. (laughs) Like it just, I knew nothing about this person other than their job and how much they loved their job and how you know, X, Y, Z. And it just, you know, didn't tell me much about this person. And, you know, I'm someone who really loves to dive into every topic, anything. I don't care how dark, deep it is. I will dive right into it. I'm just, you know, very fascinated with every topic. I want to, I just want a never ending cycle of just learning. I just want to learn all the time. And that conversation, I learned nothing but his job. So that's not really groundbreaking for me. And I wanted to leave so badly. Like I, I wish I could, I just got up in that moment and left because it was so bad. And it was almost like he couldn't take the hint that I was so uncomfortable. And maybe, you know, at the end of the day, I really should have said something. But in the moment, especially on a date, it's really hard to just be like, in the middle of a date, just be like, yeah, no, I'm going now. This isn't working for me. Bye. To me, especially in that moment, it just didn't seem like an option. Today, if you ask me today, I will definitely say, yeah, if I was feeling uncomfortable in a date, I would probably end it midway. Um, cause now me has learned <laughs> before me, like last year didn't. And that date, which was, I feel like it was definitely not intended to be as long as it went on. Our date was like three to four hours. And when I tell you, how did I survive three to four hours of that? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no freaking idea. Um, We went to, so after the coffee shop, he was like, do you want to walk around? And it was a cute little neighborhood. So I was like, yeah, sure. We'll walk around. Um, He insisted that we hold hands, even though I really didn't want to, but I did anyway. (laughs) I don't know why. I truly look back and I cringe so bad because I really should have stuck to my guns and said, no, like I want to go home. (laughs) 
could buy, but I didn't. For some reason, I did not. And I think it's because I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to, I don't know, like, I guess upset. It was just really awkward at the end of the date. So first of all, a lot happened in between that I'm not going to talk about because it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say he tried to go in for a kiss at the most like inopportune time. And like, I wasn't feeling it at all. Like there was no mood. The mood was not set. Like it was not ideal at all. And we we're like in the middle of the street. Like, no, I, I just met you and I don't know anything about you. I'm just not going to randomly kiss you in the middle of the street. So I like literally jerked my head so far back. I swear to God, I think I almost cracked my neck. Um, I was like, oh no. I was like, oh no, sir. <laughs> I think that's the only time in this whole story that I actually stuck with my no. But as far as how far I let it go, it did not have to reach that point. If I had just said no in the beginning, I, it probably would have never led to that moment. But even after, okay, this is, this is the part where it gets really bad because even after I swerved him very intensely uh, and very knowingly, he walks me back to my car because I'm like, yeah, it's getting late. I'm, I'm going to go home now. He takes me to my car and then he's like, so we should do, we should hang out again sometime. And I'm just like in my head, I'm like, say no, say no, say no, say no. And then like the words that come, up my, come out of my mouth are like, sure, <laughs> like, sure, why not? And I hate myself so much that I said that. Um, the good thing is that nothing ever happened. He never, we never hung out again. So I think we both kind of knew it wasn't going anywhere, but he was just being polite maybe by asking me. But no, I, I would, I definitely like, I definitely would not have seen him again if he had asked me for real. Like he did not ask me, like text me or anything after that. So that verbal agreement, I feel like wasn't, wasn't solid whatsoever. But like I, when I, when I think of that story and that date, so many times I could have said no and I didn't. And that excruciating date could have ended very quickly if in the beginning I said no. Like, I'm sorry, like, this has been fun, but, you know, I just don't see anything here, so I'm gonna go. And it would have been done. <laughs> it literally would have been over, and I wouldn't have to deal with it. But I let it get so long, I let it get so far, and I wasted a lot of my time doing that. And time truly is currency. I, I cannot waste my time anymore doing that. So... The lesson of the story is learn to say no. Not like me, last year me, where I didn't say no and I just let things get farther than they should have. And this goes for so many other things too in my life where I let things get a little too far. And I also say yes when I actually mean no. It's a very difficult um, thing to combat because it's like an internal struggle. It's not like I could just turn it off and not do that anymore. Sometimes I feel I get myself into a corner and I feel like I can't get out of it. And the words that come out of my mouth, instead of saying no, I say yes. And another thing that I learned from that experience 
amongst many other experience, uh, experiences very similar to that is there are so many different ways that you can approach your no. And a good example that I actually took from Instagram, because Instagram is great with a lot of the information that is on there. So I do appreciate like a lot of these accounts that really help me understand where I'm coming from a lot of the times, because like, trust me, when I was younger, I had no idea why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And that stems from like a number of things um, that contributed to that feeling of not knowing what I was feeling, how to deal with how I was feeling and any type of um, solution or enlightenment that I could have gained if someone had told me what it all meant. So navigating through all of that was really, really hard. So now having all of this information available to me just really opens up my eyes to why we make decisions the way that we do and why our thought process is the way it is. And, you know, I understand why I always said yes when I meant no. And it's from the lack of boundaries that I had. And sometimes I still do. And I'm really, really, really working on maintaining my boundaries. Well, first building boundaries, right? Around the things that I didn't have around that I let people walk all over. I let a lot of people into my life that I really shouldn't have because of my lack of boundaries. I let a lot of um, people treat me a certain way and I allowed them to treat me that way because I had a lack of boundaries. And it all stems from like very early childhood that I'm not going to get into in this episode. But yeah, like it, having strict boundaries from childhood into adulthood can help immensely. But because I'm sort of, I guess, like a late bloomer in that department, I have to build my boundaries today. I have to build them now. I have to build them from scratch. And it's really, really hard when you're just new to everything. And I'm still learning how to maintain it. It's really hard because sometimes I forget. I'm a very forgetful person, but it's not intentionally at all. So if you're like me and you're struggling to say no to people, I would definitely introspectively look at where it's coming from. Because I know for a fact, when I looked at my life and at myself and asked myself really, really deep questions about why I was doing what I was doing, what is the reason behind why I didn't say no when I really wanted to? And it's because I didn't allow myself to know where where my boundaries ended and where they began. It was It was chaotic. Which is why a lot of the things in my life, I would say like last year, was chaotic for me. Um, The past two years, truly, were so chaotic to me. (laughs) But uh, that's another story that I'm not going to get into. (laughs) But yeah, a lot of it stems from not trusting yourself because of having that lack of, well, what am I feeling? not having the tools to really know and sift through the emotions I had as a child made it really difficult as I got older. So having to navigate what boundaries should look like 
for me today. And boundaries are very uh, personal. So not everyone's going to have the same boundaries. So it really was a long journey for me at least to know, okay, I need to learn about myself, what I want, what I don't want, and build boundaries around those things. Because I don't want to give people free reign over how I feel, how, what I want to do, X, Y, Z, because then I won't be doing things for myself. I'll be doing things for other people. I'll be doing things because there's an expectation there that was set on to me that I didn't, that I didn't personally make. So having to start from scratch, oh man, <laughs> quite a journey. I still haven't perfected it. I feel like I just went on a tangent. Okay, what I meant to show you guys, or not show you guys, but tell you guys, was I found this really good post on Inst on in ugh, I can't speak on Instagram about the many different ways you can say no. So, no means no, but so does I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to. I don't feel like it. I'd rather do X Y Z. I'm unsure. I don't know. I don't think so. Not right now. Maybe another time. This doesn't feel right. This feels wrong. Maybe we should wait. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to leave. Stop. And this post is from the Mood Exchange on Instagram. I really, really like this post because, um, yeah, no means so many different things. And it can look like many different things. I mean, it can go as far as body language, you know, no can portray in many different ways. And these are really good examples of ways that you can express your no if you're trying to find other ways to say it because maybe it's hard for you or, you know, it's better expressed another way. And I think these are really, really good examples. So I wanted to share it with you guys. Hopefully, Hopefully that was helpful because <laughs> I definitely didn't know that myself. So as, as fast as you guys are learning it, I am also learning it at the same pace. So we are in this together. And I do want to like mention with the whole lack of boundaries, when we, when we don't say no, when we really want to, it is an act of self-betrayal, which... I really wanted to talk about when I went on my tangent <laughs> and then forgot what I wanted to talk about originally. So self-betrayal, uh, that is something that I will admit I suffered through a lot of my life, which I had no idea I was doing really. Um, like I said, when, when you're not sure of your emotions and how to deal with them at a young age it's really hard to know what it looks what self-betrayal looks like as you get older and you still you still technically have that lack of tools to help you self-betrayal can look like so many different things and one of the the main things is not honoring your feelings and not honoring how you feel in the moment so when you're in your head saying, no, like, I don't want to do this. But your your actual words out of your mouth are saying yes to someone. That is an act of self-betrayal because you are not honoring your true intentions and your true feelings. So that is something that I definitely suffered through, especially in that story. <laughs> like, I've had many instances like that or similar to that where I kept telling myself in my head, like, no, 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 say no. 
and I end up saying yes, I just betrayed myself. And because of that, we don't realize it, but subconsciously we are telling ourselves that we don't trust ourselves, that I don't trust that, that we don't trust our own feelings. And when you're doing that, of course, this pattern will persist and you won't be making the right decisions for yourself because you'll ask yourself things like, hey, maybe you should say no. And then you're, you're saying that in your head. And then what you say is the opposite. You're constantly telling, you're constantly in fight with yourself and you're constantly telling yourself that you don't trust yourself. And when you do that, you're not only losing confidence in your own decisions, you're letting people walk all over you. You're letting people make decisions for you. And in, in, in turn, you're basically letting people run your life because you're no longer making decisions on your own. So, like I said, we have to build boundaries. I'm learning to build boundaries. I'm still building boundaries as I go along. There's still going to be moments where I think to myself, like, I've made all the boundaries that I need to. But in actuality, they will come and go and you'll see as experiences go on. It's a lifelong journey of just knowing what you want and sticking to it and knowing what you don't want and sticking to it. And in saying no and learning to say no, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of self-reflection, which is not easy. So I may be sitting here and talking about it at length and telling you what to do, but I'm not saying it because I feel like it is the right thing to do. I'm saying it because it's true and it's from my own experience. It is a really long journey when you're coming from not like not having any tools to help you. So from my literal childhood to now, I just started learning what boundaries are. I had no idea what the what that even was until just recently. And it's shocking to some, but I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who are still learning about this just as much as I am. And like, we are all in this together because I know for a fact it's a very lonely journey and you have to have a good support system there to help you through it all. It's not easy. And that's why I did want to come on here and talk about it because I want you all to know that even if you feel, even if you're on the journey right now, you know, like you already know this, this is stuff you, this is not new to you. There's still work to be done. It's a never ending thing. So I will tell you that there are still people who are going to back you up and you have to have that support system there for every single moment, every single moment that you're building, you're building yourself. Because it's, it's never going to end. God, can I go in circles any more? Like, I can literally say the same thing over and over again and not realize it. So, yeah. I do want to add that saying no can also be quite hard in the workplace. You know, the workplace is no different than any other interactions you have with people, you still interact with people at work, 
you have bosses, you have managers, you have supervisors, you have coworkers. And I find that it's hard to say no oftentimes when, um, when your supervisor or your boss, like when you ask for something and like, okay, I guess the best way I can describe it is this job I used to work out, not work at, not the one that I currently work at, um, a previous job I had, I would ask for certain days off because honestly, I deserved it. And (laughs) I was accruing lots of PTO. So why not? I was also like really young. um, So obviously, why wouldn't I? So whenever I would go to my go to my boss and I would tell him like, hey, I want to request X, Y, and Z day off. He would look so perplexed and he would look so confused, like day off, like, why do you need a day off? And I would feel so guilty in that moment for asking for my rightfully like needed PTO day days off. And it's like, I shouldn't feel bad for, for, for asking for a day off. So like, I would just get so guilt tripped by this man, by the way. And I was young. Um, and he would just be like, well, why do you need a day off? What's going on? And you know, when you're young, well, at least for me, when I was young, I never really questioned authority. (laughs) So I was just like, um, I just, I just want to. (laughs) And he'd be like, well, you know, here's what you can do. He's like, you can cash out your money for PTO, but you can still work those days. And I was so naive at the time and in my head, I was just like, I want this conversation to be over because like I just wanted to have my days off and be on my way. And he was just giving me such a hard time. So I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, fine. Okay. (laughs) And then he would just do that. And I find it so hard to just stick to your guns sometimes when it comes to employers taking advantage and asking for explanations when you really don't owe any, like in that moment, I really should have said, like, I just want to take the day off. Like, there's no crime in that. I have PTO that I can use. There's, there's really no reason or anything that's holding me back from this other than, other than him. It was his decision and he wanted me to work even though I really needed a day off. So, If you find instances like that in your daily life, even at work, um, it's okay to say, no, I asked for X, Y, Z, and I want, I want it delivered. I want what I'm asking for. And 90, 99% of the time, we are never asking for a lot. As workers, I find that most of the time, we don't realize that we're asking for the bare minimum, which is transparency and just humanity, really, in the workplace. So it's not a lot to ask. And I find that if, you know, when employers give you a hard time, it's it's not coming from a really good place. It's not. And we should be able to stick to our guns and not get punished for it. So, yeah, I... I've learned a lot in the past year about just myself 
uh, it's been a long, long journey of finding my footing, finding where I fit in and just honoring myself and the things that I want to do in this life. Because like I say in every episode, live your life. <laughs> like truly life is too short. And I feel like that should just be my logo. <laughs> like I say that all the time. But yeah, it, you know, I encourage everyone to self-reflect constantly because you, you'd you be so surprised of the things that you learn about yourself. I definitely learned a lot about myself in the past year. And I'm actually really proud of myself because recently I was asked to do a project for someone. Not recently, I want to say like a month or two ago, but this was when I really wanted to practice my boundaries. <laughs> I was like, this is a good opportunity for me to stick to my guns and like stand up for myself. So someone had asked me if I could take on a project for them with graphic design and I had just started and I really didn't know what to do. And they had sent me a sample of what they wanted. And I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> I was like, no, I cannot do that. I am so new to this world that I, yeah, like me saying yes to that, I'm just preparing myself for such a stressful time that really wasn't needed. And I was mainly doing graphic design at the time as a fun hobby. Like I wasn't really trying to make a job out of it, which, you know, if you're really good at it and if you're good at something, then yeah, capitalize on it. <laughs> like I don't see anything wrong with that. I think it's, it mean you're kind of letting your work speak for itself, which is like the best way to start anything. But this was just a hobby and I was just playing around and I didn't intend on doing more just yet because I had just literally started and they were insisting and I was like, and they were like, okay, well, I want you to do, if you can do this, this, and this. And I was like, um, let me get back to you. <laughs> and then I really, really, really thought about it. I was like, okay, let's be realistic here. How long is it going to take me? How much stress is this going to be? And how much learning I have to do? Because I didn't know how to do half of that. So I knew it was a, a huge ta undertaking. I was like, I don't have the time for this. I have a full-time job. I have other projects I want to do. This just isn't realistic to my time. And as much as I wanted to say yes, because I really love this human being. She's very creative. She's, I think, has her own business. Oh, here goes the train. You know, I was really hoping that wasn't going to happen. Like, I was so good with not having the train go by at all. Do you guys hear what I have to deal with? Should I just let you guys listen to it? I don't know. <laughs> um, fuck it, man. Okay. So I really like this girl. She's so nice. She's always been nice to me. Uh, I've known her for quite, for quite a while. So I really wanted to say yes. I didn't want to let her down, but realistically, I had no time for it. I just didn't. And I didn't want to give her something that was going to look like complete shit. And I also didn't want to stress myself out by trying to make it look so good. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm so sorry. I'm honored to be asked, but I'm also really sorry that I can't do it. And she just said, okay. Like she was like, oh, I'm like, that sucks. But you know what? I understand. Thanks anyway. And I was just like, yeah, like 
damn, it's not hard <laughs> to just say no. Like, I'll feel bad for two seconds, but that's normal. After that, I'm just like, yeah, like, I'm just being realistic. And I'm so glad that I stuck to that because I really was super busy and I would not have had t any time. A lot of things came up too. So I'm really glad that I stuck to my guns with that. And I encourage you guys all to stick to your guns and not physical guns, guys, please. Um, but st stand your ground and no means no. And yeah, I, I feel like there was so much more I wanted to talk about. I was all over the place. I'm so sorry, but I'm also not sorry because this is just who I am. <laughs> like, this is truly just who I am. But um, yeah, I I do encourage you guys to, to learn to say no and people on the receiving end of that no learn to accept it. Um, not everyone is going to be on the same page as you and it's a lesson really for both for both parties in this situation where we don't have to explain ourselves and we don't have to explain our nose either. Um, and people who react very angrily when you say no, um, that's, I just want to let you know that that's not personal. I think when people react really awfully to someone saying no, it's either a, they're truly privileged and they're not used to people saying no to them or B, they are really insecure too and probably expect people to say yes to them all the time as some sort of validation. And you can look at it that way or you don't have to look at it that way. But I see it as everyone just wants to feel validated in some way. And sometimes it doesn't look so pretty when you're peer pressuring someone. So try not to do that. <laughs> if someone says no, you have to respect them enough to be like, yeah, you know what? I respect you. And if you don't want to do something, I'm not going to force you. And that's what good friends and good family will do. Honor your like honor your wishes. <laughs> if you want to go, then go. If you don't, hey, we'll miss you, but all, all the power to you and respect. So I hope you guys really liked tonight's episode. I'm really trying so hard not to fall asleep. <laughs> I know that's probably horrible to say, but um, I really wanted to get this episode in. And I know that um, I, I probably should be sleeping. I should have been sleeping an hour ago. But I really just wanted to sit down and talk with you guys. And I'm actually really glad I did because it was quite therapeutic for me. So thanks for listening, guys. And I'll see you in next week's episode. Bye.